welcome to a new edition of Guitar Talk. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind you that Sunday, July 17th, Guitar Talk is presenting the very first Chicago National Guitar Show that's going to take place at the Kankakee County Fairgrounds in Kankakee, Illinois, about 50 minutes south of the city of Chicago, right off of Interstate 57. We've got dealers and buyers coming from all over the country. It's going to be an amazing show. It's going to be an opportunity to buy, sell, and trade your new, used, and vintage gear. So come on out. Go to guitartalkofficial.com. You'll see a tab at the top of the page that says National Chicago National Guitar Show. That's where you can get your early registration. Or if you're a vendor, that's where you can sign up to get your booth. So that's going to be Sunday, July 17th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Kankakee County Fairgrounds in Kankakee, Illinois the Chicago National Guitar Show. All right, so my guest today is somebody that I've been listening to for, for quite some time, somebody that has, a, you know, a, a great melodic feel and flavor. Uh, he is, uh, well, he's a JTC guitarist. He's from Italy, and he's amazing. His name is Marco Safoli, and um, wow, you know, that's all I can say is, wow, he's he's that good. I really enjoy his music and his playing a lot. He's somebody that I, I do pay close attention to. So you're going to enjoy this conversation with Marco Safoli. He's from JTC, coming to you all the way from Italy. So do yourself a favor. Sit down, put your feet up, kick back and get a nice, cool beverage and enjoy this conversation with Marco Safoli right here on Guitar Talk. Well, hey, where are you located at, Marco? North Italy. North Italy. Well, you're, yeah. the, lucky, you're the lucky one out of the bunch, then. <laughs> Why? Well, I'm outside of Chicago, which is, you know, the freeway capital of the world, I guess. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> cool. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I, I appreciate you doing this, man. I, you know, uh, I got turned on to you in 2008. The song Love Disease, you know, man, it just drew me in, and I've been a fan ever since. So uh, I really appreciate, you know, you taking you. the time to do this and that. And Thank that. you. Yeah. So, so uh, let's go back, if you don't mind. You know, I don't want to do the typical, you know, who are your influences and all that kind of crap. Really what I want to find out is what are some of the things that you've done in the early days of developing Marco that have made you the monster player that you are today? Well, I guess uh, what most guys did. So uh, coping my heroes, trying to, you know, to get their uh, uh, vibrato and, and, and kind of, you know, nuances on the guitar. Actually, more than technique. The technique came later. But at the very beginning, I was uh, I was very into understanding how it worked, the um, emotional aspect of the guitar. Mm -hmm. So I spent countless hours trying to uh, uh, break down, you know, my favorite leads, um, and trying to understand actually how how actually they treated the notes, single notes. Mm -hmm. So as far as, you know, vibrato and dynamics and, and uh, 
all the little bends and slides and all those small things that most people actually didn't care about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's the difference between, you know, uh, reading a piece of, you know, a chart, a piece of chart music and, and, and then, you know, uh, giving it a life. So my, my, my goal was actually trying to emulate my favorite players by giving life to notes instead of, you know, just reading, you know, uh, just the straight notes. So mm-hmm. that was my, my goal since the beginning. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that really separates uh, players in that because, you know, you, you use the word emotional and, um, you know, the emotional aspect of how you approach those notes or how you approach the fret, I mean, the neck is sometimes, you know, far more important or far more valuable than the technical. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that, that you know, the, the texture of the note, what I mean by that is, you know, like how hard you might strike it or, how, you know, how soft you might bend it. And those nuances like that are the things that make the solo or the song really what it is as opposed to what scale it is or what you know what notes you're playing in there absolutely absolutely and where where do you actually play on the guitar you know it's a very dynamic instrument so if you play on the upper neck it it has a sound if you play you know on lower strings on the higher neck it has a different sound so all these things together makes you know the guitar for me you know the most beautiful instrument yeah yeah so uh I mean, you are you are a technical player as well, and so I'm guessing I'm just guessing that you're you're a studied guy. Is that correct? Well, I did, I did yeah. most mostly mostly self taught, but um, yeah. well, I had a couple of years of formal training in school. But other than that, you know, I I did all my homework basically. Yeah. So um, you know, reading from them, I'm kind of the old school, still the old school uh, VHS kind of guy who studied on the, you know, all the old VHS from my favorite players. And uh, we didn't have the tab books, you know, yeah. the, the huge availability that you know, players have today. So we had to, you know, and, and off on records, of course, you know, going back and forth yeah. and trying to understand what was going on on records. Right. So that was my, my practice yeah. back then. Do you think that it's been a detriment to players to have tab? Well, not really. I guess I guess they have uh, they have un- they have actually hundreds of tools available now, and this can be kind of uh, frustrating in a in a way because you have so much stuff to uh, learn and to actually see, and the difference with. You know me and 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 my generation is that we probably we probably look at the things you know our own way. Mm-hmm. Even you know doing mistakes and not playing correctly all the stuff that was on records, but playing in a, you know in our way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it actually helped us to develop a more unique way to see things on the guitar. Yeah. 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 I was, I was always somebody that I, I don't know. I just never grasped on to, to tablature. I know it's, it's a huge thing. And I was around, of course, when it 
first started. I was around when the microwave first came out. I was around, <laughs> you know, I'm old. And so, uh, you know, I was around when all that, but it was something that I never gravitated to because I always felt that it took something away. I'd rather listen to the player, you know, and really try to hash it out because I seemed like, you know, I don't know. I felt like I was cheating. <laughs> right. Well, well, yeah. In a way, you know? in a way you're getting, you know, everything on your table and you just have to pick, you know, your favorite things, but the mm. other way you're just crafting something and yeah. you're learning and developing something with your right. ears. That's I, something that I always tell my students, you know, use your ears. Yeah. It's first thing, use your ears. Yeah. You, that, that, that's smart because that's something you really should develop. I can recall when I, when I first started playing and, and I'm not a guy, I've always been a fan of, of players like yourself and Malmsteen and guys like that. And I can remember sitting at my kitchen table with a uh, Tom Scholl's Rockman. I don't know if you remember the Rockman. Oh, yeah. I had I one. Sit, sit at the table with my Tom Scholl's Rockman and my Les Paul trying to decipher Malmsteen licks. You know what I mean? <laughs> In order to do that, it was so difficult. But, you know, I'm sure I was wrong on just about everything because that's just the way that it works. But, uh, you know, I appreciate it. So what do you think about the fact that everybody has access to who you are as a player? I mean, it's all right there. I mean, they can copy absolutely everything that you do. Do you find that flattering or do you find that I wish that they couldn't do that? Well, it's totally flattering. For okay. me, it's the ultimate, you know, goal, yeah. you know, to be able to be heard. and. Um, and to get messages from people that, you know, not just saying, you know, that they've learned something from me, but that in some ways contributed some, to something in their life, you mm. know, maybe, you know, getting over, you know, uh, hard times in their life with my music. That's very, very flattering, yeah. especially with, you know, melody songs and ballad songs. And uh, that's really, really, you know, the ultimate goal for me. Yeah. Now, it, I, I mean, I, I get the fact that, you know, you can go 100 miles an hour if you want to, but, you know, you just said the, the ballads, some of your, your some of your stuff like that, like the song Homeland, for instance, you know, I mean, that's the thing that intrigues me about you because some players are, are players and they're great players, but some people really understand the melodic aspect of crafting a solo. And that seems to be something that you've really managed to you know, if you don't mind me using the word, kind of master to some degree. Oh, I appreciate, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel still in a small guitar player from a small town in Italy, so I appreciate that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you mentioned Homeland, and that's, um, that's from my latest album. And, uh, mm -hmm. and you know, my, lately my, my goal has been really to write better songs. Yeah, and instead of, you know, learning new stuff on the guitar or getting better at something technique-wise, my goal has been, you know, write better songs. So I started listening as much music as I can and um, even, even not instrumental music, just pop stuff. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and in that particular case, it was my uh, uh, sort of uh, homage to... Um, one of the artists that I like the most, which who's uh, Kip Winger, 
trying to write, you know, all that stuff with 12 strings guitar. Yeah, it's one, you know, Kip is one of my favorite singer and and songwriter, you know, with Winger and and outside of Winger. So the use of 12 strings and all that kind of, uh, um, uh, you know, wide arrangement with all that lush sounds, that was sort of my homage to, to, to Kip and trying to, you know, make it an instrumental song. Which yeah. wasn't easy because sometimes you know I write stuff that is meant to be uh, sang in a way, but uh, in at the end I, I just reminded I'm a guitar player and I can't sing, so I have to you know write something that is uh, more more guitar related, which isn't easy at the very beginning because I write songs in a in a very pop way with an intro and a, and a verse and a chorus and then a bridge. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but then I, I just remind myself that I have to play a lead over it. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of hard. But that song is, is a good example of who I am today. Really. Yeah. It, it, it's a great song. And the phrasing and, uh, you know, your approach to the phrasing and stuff is is really, really good. And, I, you know, I'm a firm believer. I like, I like, I like a variety of players, of course, but I really like melodic players, players that really understand, you know, how to – I don't know. I think when you're in that mind frame, it's more, it feels more like a, a live situation in the sense that it's, it's almost like a conversation. It's like you're saying something as opposed to, you know, just, you know, painting a wall real fast or, you know what I mean? I know that doesn't make any sense, but. No, it does. It does. Yeah. Totally does. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's okay, not, good. it's not some random backing tracks where you just rip over it. Right that's not what who I am and, and why I started playing, you know, to make, you know, backing tracks with tons and hundreds of notes. You know, I appreciate who makes it really good, but it's yes. not just the player that I am. Yeah. 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 So, so sometimes when you appro- approach your songs, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, is everything clearly thought out? I mean, is everything written out? in the sense of planned or are there times in your songs where you just say, you know, I'm just going to do a pass here in just whatever I feel, I feel. And however it comes out, it comes out. It depends on the song. Actually. Yeah. Uh, there are certain songs that I've been, you know, at least the main themes and male melodies that I have been, you know, uh, pre-written. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes I just, you know, open a, a, a track and record whatever, you know, comes to, you know, under my fingers. And sometimes, you know, I have just a few notes that uh, has a sort of a melodic content and I just go from there and start building until, you know, I, I come up with something, you know, uh, uh, cohesive, you know. And, uh, and sometimes it's just, you know, I just let it go and it's just improvisation in some spots and even on the new album, there are some uh, certain spots that I totally... Improvisate, right. and sometimes it works. Sometimes it it's just crap that I trash. <laughs> you know? it's, uh, it depends. It depends yeah. on the mood and the day. Yeah. And, well, uh, I'm an expert. I'm an expert in putting out crap and just improving and it just being crap. So I'm I'm pretty good at that myself. So when you're playing live in that, so are you you're trying to stay as close to the structure of the song as you possibly can, right? You're not you're you're not saying, okay, I, I'm gonna follow the structure, but I'm gonna do whatever I want in here. You're pretty much following the songs. Yeah, yeah. As they Sometimes, are, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I think like a, I mean, you know, as I said before, I think more like a singer. 
Yeah. You know, so there's there's some space and there are notes and there are melodies that have to fit and serve the song. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's if it's a song that was um, uh, written with chords in mind, because sometimes uh, on certain songs I did write the melodies first. So I yeah. had to fit the chords inside and, and the rest and the rhythm section and everything else. But pretty much, you know, 99% of the time is just uh, trying to, uh, to be as spontaneous as possible and trying to serve the song with yeah. a melody. Yeah. Now, apart from the actual playing and getting in more to, you know, uh, your, your gear and equipment, stuff like that, are you, are you somebody that would, somebody would say is kind of a techie guy. You love to play with gear. You know what I mean? Like some guys like myself, I've got hundreds of pedals and effects units, and I love to just sit around and just combine different crap and just play and fool around with you. You're that kind I'm of guy? You. Yeah, yeah, totally, 100%. <laughs> we could be neighbors then. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I have tons of pedals and, and, and even, you know, cheap stuff and more expensive stuff and stuff that I've n- never used and I just bought because it looked cool or sounded yeah. fine just once or, you know, digital gear or analog amps and uh, even studio stuff. I'm really into studio gear and uh, compressors and everything. You know, I like, I like that uh, yeah. side of, of music, you know, the, the, the construction and all the buildings and, 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 and things, even, even studio panels and, and everything. <laughs> I, I really like it. I really like it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Now, so uh, um, w- when it comes to putting uh, together a live show, then, you know, is your, is your rig, would you say your rigs, you know, sophisticated in, in, in technical, or is it simple? I, I know some guys that are just using a Kemper or they're using a fractal, you know, and that, so I don't know, do you use, is that what you're doing live or do you use a pedal board and variety? Well, of it, it really depends on the gig. If it's my yeah. solo stuff, um, uh, I may just bring, um, um, an amp and, and a few pedals because I don't use as many sounds you know, in my songs. So, uh, uh, you know, a good amp and maybe a couple of channels amp or um, with a few pedals, uh, which may be in you know, an overdrive and a delay, a delay because I can't live without a delay. That's my right. desert right. island pedal. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So um, uh, a couple of pedals and an amp will make it, will make the job. But um Lately, for um, you know, for ease of use and ease of portability, especially if it's uh, flying gigs mm-hmm. where I have you know to, to board on and, uh, and and bring my own stuff, I I decided to uh, to get a smaller digital kind of setup for especially for clinics and, and stuff, which is easy, portable. It's, uh, yeah. it's easy to program and it always sounds fine into a right. PA. So uh, I bring my in-ear monitors. To make sure I I don't rely on, on what I find on stage, which is usually crappy wedges and and or I'm behind the PA, so I can't hear anything. So right. I just have my monitors and and that works. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so I I know that you know you have your own uh, guitars through Ibanez in that. So what is like if you if you were doing your own gig, what's the the amp? I mean, what kind of you know. 
Are, are you? Uh, I see a Marshall I'm, in I, the back, and I well, see. Well, I see. Well, that's that's basically my studio stuff. But the amp that I really use is that is the, those oh, two yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Mezza Barba amps. Those are. Yeah, those are so killer. nice. Yeah. yeah, I have two of those plus um, uh, the skill, the small one, and uh, those are just insane. You know, the amount of dynamic I can get from those amps is just insane you know it's it's one of the best times i ever played not because i use it because i've tried so many right and uh and uh you know pierangelo the main guy he makes really great stuff yeah yeah i got the i i actually uh checked him out for the very first time at the uh, nam show in nashville this past summer okay. and that because i had heard from him and i want i follow players you know that that are using them and and uh i've heard them in Everything that I've ever heard about them or heard from them is amazing in that. Oh, yeah. So they're made in Italy, aren't they? They're made in Italy. Yeah, that's what I thought. Handmade in Italy, yeah. That's what I thought. Wow, that's cool. And they're really really high-gain amps, though, correct? Well, he makes a a wide variety of amps. Now, those two, which is the M0 and the Trinity, those are – well, the Trinity is a three-channel amp, so you get your – you know, super clean that can go into, I don't know, you know, kind of light overdriven if you turn the gain on. Um, and you have the second channel and third channel. So it's a mainly a high, high gain. Amp. The M0 is, uh, is a no-brainer. It's just war because it's two channel with the first channel. And the, 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 probably the, the best channel of the two is the second channel boost which yeah. has, you know, this kind of uh, Marshall and steroids kind of tone. Yeah. Could with single coils, you know, you get yeah. that tone. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But but he makes also, you know, he makes the the Z thirty five, I guess, which is a more clean amp that uh, made for pedals. Right. So you can stick your own overdrive or distortion pedal in front. It sounds amazing. Right. But I prefer to have actually a, a good overdriven amp. You know, I, yeah. I mostly rely on. Uh, on uh on a good tube uh yeah. sound for the for the drive right right so yeah you're not using a clean platform with pedals no. so you were talking about your desert island delay are you oh, somebody yeah. do you somebody because i'm a fan of this and i do this all the time are you somebody that stacks delays in order or, or not live just, not live in the studio live. yes i i i like to stack different yeah. delays and um and um and maybe you know mix and match you know different kind of uh tempos with delays but live is uh, usually when you're going up from uh from a pa you know i think the easier the easier the better so maybe a stereo delay mm-hmm. if i have um a cool sound or even a lead sound with the, with a stereo delay i just use a um you know maybe stereo outs from a delay and run and go through a different head so sometimes i brought like a couple of heads and use yeah. one just for the for the stereo delay right. and that's right. pretty much it yeah so mostly do you digital stuff mostly digital less I, I i like analog delays but i'm right. more you know on on digital kind of delays right Right, I I completely get it. So, are you running them uh, front of amp, or are you running it through the and on oh, no, in, in the loop FX the loop? Right, right. Okay. Well, cool, man. So, uh, I I know that you're with JTC, and um, you know I have had a conversation with uh, Dan Dan over D. there, and we're <laughs> focused. 
Yeah, <laughs> and we're focusing, you know, an entire month on players, um, you know, from that because I'm a, you know, I hate hate to keep saying I'm a huge fan, but I am. I'm a huge fan of just about everybody that is on there because, in my, and this is my personal opinion, I think that JTC kind of houses the best of the best, you know, in the world, and. uh you know, players that it's, it's weird because I host a show that a million and a half people listen to. But when I bring up people, I bring up names of guys that are more international. You know, they're not the Steve eyes and the Joe Satriani's and stuff like that. People are like, Oh, I don't know who that is. And it's like, I can't believe you don't know who that is. You know, you want to smack them. And I always send them the JTC because I said, you know what, you want a taste of some of the best players in the world, that's where you need to go. And so uh, I know that you have a lot of, you've got a handful or a lot of products on there, a lot of uh, uh, videos and stuff like that that you've done through there. What's it been like for you to work with uh, JTC? Well, um, I think I started, I started, you know, quite a few years ago. I was one of the first guys actually um, back in 2008 eight, nine, probably. So before yeah. they were actually JTC right. and, uh, and, um, it's, it's a blessing because, uh, uh, well, they're not only, uh, one of the best companies to work with in terms of, uh, well, in my case, in terms of pushing me to put stuff out because I'm the latest person on the earth. <laughs> so that just keeps pushing me, you know, and, right. and, and, uh, makes me want to you know to to really work on stuff but they're actually my label because they've put my latest two albums they're out through the jtc record um department uh, which is a great thing because it's one of the best uh, deal i've ever done you know record wise so I, I can be happier you know it's a, it's yeah. a great company and i'm in great company with you know awesome players that i admire yeah yeah, I, I think I think one of the things that I found really cool when I talked to Dan was the fact that, you know, how these guys still today are kind of scouring the internet and the world, trying to dig up, you know, more Marcos, you know, in different areas of exactly. the world. I think that's really, really cool because some companies, when they get to a place, you know what I mean? It's like they just sit back and then people, you yeah. know, got to submit stuff to them and then they get all... You know, well, no, they're, they're you know up what I mean. The game, they're up to the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's really cool. Now, most of the most of the videos that you have on there go back to what we were talking about earlier, and that's melodic playing. A lot of them are centered around that. And, oh, yeah. And uh, why is that? I mean, well, I mean, why would I put out mostly melodic stuff. Why? Why would you? Why would you focus on melodic soloing as opposed to throwing in a a sweep, a, you know, a speed picking <laughs> video, or you know okay. what I mean? Because there's so many different things that you could do. Why is the focus on there? I'm guessing that it's important to you. Because I guess it's what I'm good at, yeah. really good at. What I feel I'm good at, because uh, you know, world mm. doesn't need the you know, the, the latest sweet video that it's widely available everywhere. And there are people that are hundreds of times better than I do as far as sweeping goes or um, legato, you know. So mm -hmm. I think I've, 
one day I just sat down and just asked myself, what I'm good at? What can I give to someone to really, you know, help them to, to, to develop their own playing or, you know, trying to uh, uh, help them to be better player? And the only answer I gave them was like melodic playing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I, I guess I'm more rooted to and more, you know, headed right. to. So, um, and I plan to do more stuff because it was, uh, you know, the reaction was really good mm-hmm. about the masterclass on melodic playing and, and even the, the, the previous packages about melodic playing were did really good. So, um, I think that's my path. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I understand that. I really do. I just wondered what your train of thought was behind that. And it makes sense. You should only, you should really push what you're, you know, you're, you're the best at so that, you know, that it's received in the, in the right way in that. So do you have a new album? You, I mean, I think the last, I think Homeland was 18, wasn't it? It was 19, 2019. 19, okay, 19. Yeah. Early, early 2019. And uh, yeah, I'm working on a new one actually. Yeah. And um, I just have a handful of songs finished. You know, it's a never working project, uh, process, but uh uh, I'm I'm not sure it will uh, come out before next year, maybe. Yeah. Because I have to finish it since I do all my stuff by myself and all the arrangements and everything, and then I record and and tracks and mix and master all by myself. It's uh, it's gonna take a, a little bit of time. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I do all all my homework by myself. Right. You got a hat that you just turn around and it's like okay now. Right. Now, now the I'm drums. the janitor. I better sweep and, up. <laughs> yeah, mix the drums and lower the cymbals and trying to make the kick to fit the mix. And that's uh, yeah. So now, <laughs> are, are, now, so are you are you playing with live players or are you programming all the stuff and playing the bass and stuff like that yourself? I usually program all the stuff and then I let players, you know, do their job. So oh, okay. I just keep them, okay. you know, um, like a rough track. Um, I got it. Maybe MIDI, MIDI drums and MIDI bass and what I played, and but I just let them do their stuff. You know, just just that's just the the idea. Yeah. So do your stuff. So I've always done that with all my albums, and uh, there's probably not even a MIDI uh, note, probably some keyboards that I programmed. But other than yeah. that, it's all hundred percent played by players. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 tracks that you use though on JTC, do you create those yourselves, or is that yeah? Something? Well, yeah. some some of the tracks of the early tracks were actually, um, uh, I think the the earliest ones, like you know the uh, Petrucci playing and uh, all the early you know heavy metal kind of side of packages that were created. I guess it was. Uh, I guess it was uh, Martin Miller who made the tracks, and I just played over, yeah. you know, the, the the backing tracks. But the 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 latest stuff was actually me, you know, composing the the backing tracks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of the things, and I know that's how the company started. You know, was was doing the tracks, but that's one of the things that you know I I always liked about JTC because, you know, I I have a band, of course, and I tour and stuff like that, but most of the time when I'm practicing or playing like last night, just sitting, you know, in my studio and I play the tracks, you know, I find really right. cool tracks and I just play, I was talking to Mark Triamani last week and Mark was telling me that, you know, to warm up for his concerts before he goes out on stage, 
you know, he'll play through a 10 minute backing track and you know, that's there how it warms up. So <laughs> who knows? There it might go. be one of yours. Oh, I hope so. I hope <laughs> yeah. So. I hope so too. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to make sure we'll have to, we'll have to arm wrestle him down for that. You know, <laughs> well, cool, man. Do you, cool. I know, uh, I just saw the last, uh, thing that you did on JTC. I don't know when that came out though. You did a melodic thing. Oh, yeah. Is, it's a masterclass. Is, is, is it recent? It's a, like, uh, well, I, I, last year, probably. Oh, okay. Okay. Early last year. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I watched the video for it because I actually, you know, from time to time, I'll buy some of those things. Don't tell nobody. Cool. I do that. <laughs> cool. I do. I mean, you know, I can never play. Me. A, huh? It's good for me. It's yeah, good for no, me. that's great. You know, hey, that's right. You know, if I can support it, that's great. Well, thank look, you. I appreciate hey, it. You're in my playlist on Spotify, too. So, you know, that says something, I guess. Not Thanks. That, not that I mean anything. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, man, I tell you what, I really appreciate, you know, you taking some time and chatting with me all the way from your – Welcome. What time is it there, about 7, 8 o'clock? It's like 7.30, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, there we go. It's not too bad. No, it's almost dinner – yeah, dinner time. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, so, I mean, why is it – and maybe you can answer me this – why is it that all the great players from the States are moving – to Europe. I mean, they're all moving to Italy and Spain. Robin Ford just moved to Paris. I know. Frank Gambale uh, moved to Spain. Didn't he move to and, Spain? Yeah, to Barcelona. Yeah. And, uh, and Virgil Donati moved to Rome. And uh, what's going well, it's on? It's good for us. It's good for us because, you know, our band Icefish, it's, uh, it's, it's all Italians plus Virgil that was coming from LA. And then he's in Italy, so it's easier for us to tour. Yeah. Well, I guess because um, oh, there's a there's a I think there is a, um, probably economic reason, and I guess yeah. U.S. I know. you know taxes are oh yeah 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 you know, super high, and uh, and also at least what I was talking with a friend, and he was telling me that actually the bulk of work for these guys is in Europe. Yeah. But they don't tour the States that much because it's yeah. been it's becoming very, very you know hard to tour the States. And so yeah. all their bulk of work is here. So yeah. why not just you know relocate here and start from yeah. Europe and, and and cutting the travel expenses and travel costs for promoters and managers and everyone. So I guess that's the yeah. Yeah. I think that's the the real reason, you know, behind yeah. this. I thought I thought maybe it was because you know the liquor's or better food. over there, <laughs> food's better. <laughs> I'm sure it is. You know what? It's 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 a, it's really a shame that the market uh, for like instrumental guitar music wasn't better in the states. I mean, I completely understand it because blues guys, jazz guys. You know, mm-hmm. the, the instrumental uh, guitar guys, they all go to Europe and Japan and South America in that. It's it's like, I you know, I, I, I remember asking Andy Timmons one day, why the hell don't you ever come to Chicago? I never see you in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm. we just can't tour. You know, there's, there's right. no money in it. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's sad because, you know, there's a lot of people. I know there's people that would appreciate you know, being able to see somebody like yourself. I know. I'd love to play the States. You know? Yeah. And I've just, I just had the chance like a 
three, four times. Well, yeah. Nam Show excluded, but I just had the chance with different bands. Yeah. But it was always fun and always great because fans were amazing there. Yeah. yeah. So um, who knows? I yeah. hope things will change at some point. So is, what's the what's the touring atmosphere right now like in in your region in your area? Because like you know, coming out of COVID, post COVID, mm -hmm. in the states, it's it's really it's really iffy. There's still a lot of guys not working, or or I should say, guys like me that used to work 150, 200 dates a year. Mm -hmm. You know, we're lucky to get you know two dates a month now. You know, right? Is it the well, same way? Well, the, the, the st things are slowly, and, and I say very slowly, going back to where they used to before COVID. But um, I tend to notice people uh, are still quite freaked out about, you know, getting in a theater yeah. you know, all together and for a show. So I'm not sure it's, it's really going back to where it was uh in the immediate like in the next few weeks but i hope that at least post-summer things yeah. will get a little better because you know the industry is just crawling in the dark and 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 dying mm. slowly dying and i'm not talking just about musicians but all the crew and and all the people that work around you know uh, yeah. a gig or a show you know, technicians and uh, and all the people that mount stuff and uh, techs and whatever. So it's really it's really sad. So I hope it will get better at least for the summer or post summer. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of think that's the way it's going to be. I think by you know uh, the end of summer and going into to the next year, hopefully it'll it'll be different because I, you know I've seen too many I've seen too many musicians you know quit. You know, mm -hmm. venues, you know, shut down and right. uh, it's, 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 you know, it's still, it's still difficult. Now, if you're, if you're a regular bar band, you know, uh, here in the States, you can work every day of the week, you know, right. because, right. you know, that's just it. Or if you're Toto or <laughs> Journey or somebody like that, you right. know, there's, that's finally opened up for them guys, even though right. it seems like there's a lot of bands like that, that you know, are still a little leery because most of those guys are older, you know, right. they have a little bit more to worry about, but it's cool, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear that things are, are going back. I'm glad to hear that you got, you know, a new album that you're working on and, uh, man, I wish you all the best in the world. Thank you. Likewise, man. It was a, a real pleasure talking to you, Marcos and, uh, man, keep spitting out that great music, man. Thanks brother. I will. All right. You take care. <laughs> Take care, man. Thanks. Uh, yep. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Marco Cifoli, uh from Italy. Man, what a great guitar player. Make sure that you're following him on social media. You definitely want to go out and get uh, some of his, uh, you know, uh, packages that he has on JTC because his lessons and his his structures and things that, you know, get you moving are really, really good. So you're going to enjoy all that. And then if you ever get the opportunity to see him, I don't know if he'll ever be in the States, but for all you, you know, folks over in Europe and that, you know, you stand a good chance of maybe someday being able to see him. 
you'll want to take that opportunity because he is a great player. I want to thank Marco so much for participating in this episode. And until next week, I'm Jimmy Warren for Guitar Talk. Y'all take care.